podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Villa View. It's time for the Luke Live Lounge with myself, Dan Bardell, joined by Chris Dolan, as I will be most weeks, and special guest Nathan Dorr, who we are absolutely setting up to be mugged here. He's had a bit of a, a few issues. He's, he, he's locked himself out of his studio. I'll, I'll let him explain what he's done. Nathan, good to well, have yeah. you on, but pro- probably not under these circumstances. Thank you for having me. I, I just got to the studio and then um, I've gone in the studio turned everything on, put the lights on, put the internet on. I've ran back out to my car to go and get my laptop and I've locked myself out. So my phone's in there, um, my wallet, everything's in there. So luckily I had my laptop and I thought, okay, if I can just about get the Wi-Fi from the studio, I might be able to connect, ring you and let you know the situation. But luckily the connection's that good that I can actually stand outside and we're going to give it a go for a bit and see how we get on. But I'm suddenly, yeah, I'm outside freezing in a car park. Um, back in my mind, I'm thinking probably more important things is to try and get my wallet and my phone. <laughs> but I'm going through and through, so I'm here, I'm making the effort. But you know, thank you boys for getting me on. It's been a long time. No, I know, I know. I know, obviously, we'll try and get you on again in, in proper circumstances, but we won't keep you too long because, one, I don't want you to get mugged. Two, you're probably quite cold. And three, you probably need to sort your life out. But just start, <laughs> starting with, uh, with, with Sunday, what, what a night. Just tell, tell us your feelings about that game against Liverpool on Sunday, mate. It was just, it, you know, you can't put it into words and you think after a few days you might be able to, but you still can't. And like, yeah. um, I think one of the funniest things was before the game, me and my family were saying like, we've had a good start to the season. Let's not ruin it now by getting battered going into the international break. We'll probably take a 1-0, 2-0 loss. And, you know, that's a respectful result. 70 minutes later, we're singing, we want eight in the pub. And I was thinking, like, these things just don't happen. And it's just nah. it's mental to be able to experience that. I mean, I don't think it would happen like that ever again in our lifetimes, probably. And it was just an amazing time to be a Villa fan. And I think we're one of the very few clubs that really deserve that. And we've been through so much crap. And just to have a moment like that really felt like a kind of... I know we say it, you know, we're back, rah, rah, rah. But it really did feel like a moment where it was like, look... We've been through all that stuff. We really are back now. And, you know, long may that continue. And fingers crossed it wasn't just a, a one-off. Yeah, because like you say, we've had moments where we've thought we're back. Like we won the playoff final back in the Premier League. We were probably all saying we're back this time next year. But the rea- Sorry, this time last year. But the reality is it was a very, very difficult season. But just the start so far, Nathan, three wins out of three. It does feel like we are back. It feels proper now. And, and the summer business has been unbelievable, hasn't it? It feels different. I think you can tell from uh, from afar the club's being ran well now from top to bottom. Uh, the backroom staff, all, all the hard workers that don't get the praise um, really are a testament, I think, to the success that we're having right now. And like, there's just a good aura around the place. Um, it feels good. And it's a really exciting time to be a, to be a villain. And um, I'm just, yeah, I'm just hoping and praying that, you know, people's expectations don't go through the roof now. We have to be realistic. And, you know, maintain Premier League, you know, status, I think, has got to be the, the number one kind of agenda this season. But obviously anything more than that, in my opinion, is a bonus because three games ago, 
if you said you can guarantee Premier League safety, do you want to take that? You'd say, yeah, if it was by a point again. So let's not get too carried away. Um, but let's go for, you know, let's, let's aim for top half. That's what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> yeah, I think top half, obviously, it's achievable, isn't it, Chris? I mean, you're, you're one of them ones last season. You got it bang on, actually, saying it was going to be a difficult season. And Tom and myself, we, we just thought, now, nah, what's he on about? We'll, we'll be OK. But you were actually realistic and proved right. What do you think now for this season? I think we go back on last season. I think, you know, the job Susu maybe did has maybe gone a little bit um, maybe under the radar. And I think maybe he deserves more credit than, than we um, than we gave him during last season. It was always going to be tough. You know, I mean, 13, 14 players came in, um, you know, all across the pitch. It, you know, we all know it takes a while to jail. Um, and, um, you know, I think, um, I think obviously post lockdown, something clicked, something happens. You know, the players, the players, Understood the league a, a bit better, and, and since um, since that Palace game really last season, we've we've never looked back. And um, you know, it's weird now going into every game thinking that we can get something. Um, you know, I, I deep, deep down didn't think we'd win on 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 Sunday. I thought we'd give them a game. Dan, you said it would be one all. Even having that expectation this early in the season, I think's really positive. And it just there's just a really really amazing feel good factor around the club and I said before and Nathan just said it there, like we're being run like a proper club, you know, a real proper club from top to bottom. Um, you know, all across all across the club, you know, from the women's setup to the the the, the youth setup, um, you know, body more heats, you know, getting even better. Uh, you know, they're 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 expanding there as well. It's it's been improved and um I think everyone deserves a massive, a massive amount of credit and um I'm just so happy that we stuck with Dean Smith, and you know it was tough. It was tough at the end of last season. We, we, it wasn't looking good. You know that that Leicester game was was pretty horrific, and wouldn't it be amazing to go back to to Leicester in a few weeks' time and put those uh, demons to bed? You know that was a it was a pretty grim night that that four 0 yeah. battering. So um, I think for me this Leicester game will be a marker to where we are, to where we've come from. Um, Liverpool is is a, is always going to be a a one-off game, you know, um, if you get something against them, you know, although, albeit it was 7-2, but I think coming up against Leicester will, will really show where we've come on, sort of, from a, from a quality point of view and also a sort of a mentality point of view as well. Yeah, I mean, the knife and we got very used to losing last season losing becomes a habit I said it in the show we did on Sunday it now looks like winning's becoming a habit for Villa and a massive part of that is obviously Jack Grealish staying here I don't I don't know what your thoughts were in the summer but to me I'd resign myself that, that he was gone I'd almost try to stop myself from loving him because I didn't want to be so hurt when he left but you're you're a massive fan of him obviously you're, you're very fond of him as well how big is it that, that he's here and he's absolutely running the Premier League at the moment I think it's kind of like a I told you so moment when it comes to Villa fans have always had his back from day one. And, yeah. you know, like, you know, people always say he's not good enough. He wouldn't walk into this team. What you on about? Rah, rah, rah. And we've all genuinely believed from day one that he would. And I think the satisfying thing now is I've got Liverpool fans, Man United fans, Chelsea fans, the team be going, you know, he's quite good, isn't he? And I'm going like, we've known this from day one. And I think it's just satisfying for us to see people actually respect that now and take him as probably arguably the best midfielder in the league right now and you know for him to sign that contract that goes back to what we were saying about how well the club's being ran now because I feel like he's been rolled out a plan that's really really convinced him um, yeah. otherwise he wouldn't be in claret and blue now I'm sure of that so I think that's promising in its own um, 
And I think he's just fell in love with Ross Barkley. After that one game, he's realised what can happen when he's got a player of that quality around him. Um, and I'm just so excited to see that pair link up. And I think he's now so excited for the season to carry on because he's finally got his his wish as such to bring in some quality players that he can play with and can actually benefit. Oh, I don't know whether we've lost Nathan there. We had, we had a good run with him, to be fair, considering he was considering he stood in a car park. You lost him as well, Dolan. Yeah, it was going too well, yeah. though, wasn't it? As you said. Oh, it, was a, it was a lovely run. It was great to hear from Nathan and fair play to him but being great outside. He's, yeah. yeah, he's had a... I mean, to be fair, it's been difficult times for the world and difficult times for us, but to be fair, during lockdown, his career has absolutely catapulted. He's, he's been absolutely yeah. flying, been, been knocking around the top of the charts. Massive Villa fan as well, so it's really pleasing to see him doing well. And obviously, when he's not locked out of his office, we'll try and get him on the, the live lounge again because it's always great to hear from him because he, he knows his stuff. So yeah. someone else who knows his stuff, Dolan, me and you now, let's talk about that Liverpool game because I felt like when we did the show on Sunday, I, I felt like I was on a different planet. Like I couldn't, I still can't really live with what's happened, but coming straight on and doing a show about Villa beating Liverpool 7-2, it was all just so surreal. So now we've had a few days to calm down. How are you feeling now? Has it sunk in? Um, yeah, I mean, I came straight from the pub pretty much on Sunday, and um, Standard. I actually watched um, I watched a rerun of the full of the full ninety minutes on um, today actually because I kind of wanted yeah. to hear what Carragher was saying and I wanted to hear what what the Sky um, commentators were saying, you know. And um, I love Carragher, you know. I think he's very honest and. Um, uh, is that is, is that Nathan back? Sorry, is he is he coming back in? He's not popping uh, up on the screen. Oh, is he back? I can see him. Wouldn't be the Villa View if we didn't have some form of there he is. problems. There he is. There he is. He's back. Know. There, Nathan. <laughs> Wi-Fi starting to give up. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, where, we'll just, where did I get? We won't. We won't get you. Like, we're actually just talking about you and how lockdowns like been really difficult for people, and it's probably been difficult for you as well. But how your career has absolutely catapulted, it seems over lockdown you've had, had some real success so just explain to us a little bit about that and, and how that's been i mean what's happening in the music and creative world right now is awful really like the way we're being yeah. treated by the government is just it's just disgusting um there's no two ways about it i'm one of the very few fortunate people that have actually excelled during lockdown um and you know it's took me on to amazing things and things that i could you know only ever have dreamt of so as thankful as I am for that, um, it's it's not right what's going on. And there's a lot of kind of strong feelings towards what's going on right now. Um, and it, it needs to change. But the support I've been getting through lockdown has just been amazing. And, you know, yeah. thank God that it's it kind of happened at this moment because I'd be quite worried right now if the singles hadn't taken off and I was sitting here not knowing when the next paycheck was coming in. So, yeah, I mean, sure. you know, as bad as it's been, on a personal note, um, it's been great, but it, you know, has to get better now when it comes to my industry and something needs to be done. And I hope it is done pretty soon. I mean, obviously, it's a sign of your success being able to come on the Villa View. That's a that's an absolutely massive thing for you. <laughs> I'm sure we won't we won't get you we won't get you any longer, mate. But there's been a bit a lot of love for you from the Villa fans in the comments. Is that have you got a little message for the Villa fans that support you just before you drop off and try and get yourself warm? Yeah, yeah, just big up all the Villa fans. I feel like we're just one massive community and I do see all the support um, all the time. I might not be able to reply to everything, but I do see it. Um, and it's just, obviously, it's amazing. I love all my fans in general, but when they're a Villa fan as well, it just makes them that bit more special. And um, 
I really do appreciate everything. And there's a new single dropping very soon, which you'll find out what it is in a few weeks. Excellent stuff. I'm sure everyone will be looking out for that. Thanks for coming on in the uh, in the turmoil that you're in. And uh, give me a text later so that I know you're safe. Nice one. Take care. See you later. Last what time a god! Do you remember we were at uh, Reading away? And, uh, oh yeah. You know, I might have had a few too many shanties that day as well. I didn't actually know who he was until you said, "Do you know that was Nathan Dollar?" Start massaging him. <laughs> I like, didn't realise no. But now you're very cool. You're very cool about it. To be fair, but you're a well, cool, you're a cool you know, guy. Well, uh, it, it's all a front. It's all a front. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually trembling. I'm actually trembling inside. But um, no, as you were saying, back to back to the uh, back to the game. I mean. It, it's we, we actually just we, we just tore them to shreds. It was simple as that. We tore them yeah. to shreds. They they did nothing in the second half, and we we didn't really seem to get out of second gear in the second half. We, we, it was just like Jack didn't even break a sweat for his for that for that seventh. There was like it was Bombsy. so easy. It was yeah. so comfortable, you know, and. Um, it was just a joy to watch from start to finish. Absolute joy. And um, it still hasn't sunk in. I don't think it'll sink in. It'll not sink in for a while yet, Dan. Uh, I don't think. I think it'll take um, until the next game to, to put that one sort of out of the system, so to speak, because um, it was it was dreamland stuff. And, um, you know, like yourself, I heard a, a podcast that you did um, on another platform and you were saying, you know, you've watched the highlights over and over and over again. And, I think I think I think we all have. Yeah, I mean I've watched everything. I watched the little Twitter montage that the Villa put on. I've I've listened to things on the radio. I listened listened to podcasts that I wouldn't normally listen to. It's just it's just that feel good. And like Nathan said, to have that feel good after a decade of feeling pretty miserable. Uh, can't even say say it after feeling pretty miserable about your club for a decade. It's it's a big thing to feel good again and have a smile on your face. I spoke to my dad on the on the phone, obviously, and. He's, he never lets out too much emotion, but I could just tell by speaking to him on the phone, and he's been going to Villa a long, long, long time, but I could mm. just sense how much that game meant to him. And the only big, the biggest travesty is obviously that none of us were there to see it, but even for us to all just collectively watch it on TV and, and enjoy it, it's just such a good time to be a Villa fan. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, I think I think you said on, on Sunday, if it meant not getting into the, back into the stadium with results like that, you'd you'd take it you know um i mean the thing is not you know i i i never got to villa park as often as you did and as often as many of the of the viewers did because because of my work and i you know i work in retail and my hours are um are pretty unforgiving um i don't really have that many weekends off so although i really miss going going to villa park and especially going to to away games yeah it's not not that much difference in terms of you know i'm still watching the villa from from you know on the TV in the pub and in, in, in my front room, but I understand people like yourself who've been a season ticket holder for the guts of what 23, 24 years. I mean, it must be really difficult to all of a sudden not be gone to the yeah. place that you go every other Saturday with your with your dad, with your best friends, with your you know with your loved ones, and and you know because it's a, it's a real day out, and um, I know for sure that you know everyone's just itching to get back in and. Um, if if Villa keep on putting on performances like that, can you imagine the atmosphere in that stadium when when it gets rocking again? It'll be unbelievable. Yeah, I can't work out whether it softens the blow or makes it worse that, that Villa are good. Because I remember when we first started this 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 new world and we were in lockdown and the games came back and no one could be there. Obviously, we didn't get off to a great start. 
and I was thinking, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm quite glad glad not to be there. It's, it's a lot easier watching us be rubbish on telly than it is making the effort to go to the games. But now when you're winning, you, you really miss it and you, you, want, you want to be there. But I'm just pleased to see us doing well because, as I say, it's been, been a decade of, of rubbish and, and we all deserve this, whatever anyone says about us. Villa fans are a loyal bunch and you think about how many people turn into every away game, it sells out. Most home games are pretty much always full, even through the load of rubbish. The Villa fans have been there and, and we deserve to have a little bit of success. And I know, yeah, we haven't won anything with three games into the season, but just to be able to smile about your football club again consistently, that's that's a really big thing. And one of the main reasons we're smiling is Jack Grealish. And I don't, I don't know whether you saw, he was actually playing with a little hamstring knock on Sunday yeah, as well, which is unbelievable. Not So he's he's taking Liverpool apart, not even at 100%. Just how much does that say about him and his character? Yeah, I noticed. I noticed that um, at the Fulham game, he had a he had a bit of strapping on his leg, and then whenever Barkley signed, he was there's an image of, of of sort of saying hello, and and he's uh, he's he's limping slightly, and yeah. you know you're sort of thinking, oh no. Um, but he didn't look to me in any discomfort. He didn't look to me that he was in any any great any great pain. In fact, in fact, the Liverpool game is probably the one game where he didn't really get fired that much. He only had maybe one or two. Um, Sort of heaviest tackles on him. I don't recall him getting getting taken down that much. So um, he, um, I mean, he didn't show any signs of of, um, of that at all. Interesting. I hope I hope now with England as much as I want him to to play and score for England. Uh, obviously worried that he comes back in in uh, you know in in tip top condition. But I mean, it was you know we said that well you said that the Brighton game at home last year was probably one of the best individual individual performances that that you'd ever seen from an Aston Villa player, and and I think. On Sunday, he, he eclipsed that. He, he took that, yeah, he took sure. that performance to another to another level. And uh, the beauty of that was that t- his ten other teammates did the same thing. And yeah. you know, it was as 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 a collective. And and I know this is what Dean Smith always talks about. You know, a collective, a team spirit. Um, you know, having good people at, at the football club, and that's what we have. And and I think you know, we have a, a player, a, a group of players that that we all actually. Like as, as as blokes, they all seem like really good blokes, you know. And I think that's so important. Yeah. And um, and that's what we have at the minute. And I think uh, you know, as we as we said um, before, the window bar possibly a striker has been has been ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. We'll come on to we'll come on to the transfer window. Obviously, we're going to try and review that a little bit. But just just staying on the Jack theme and. I think resilience is something that gets overlooked with him quite a lot. You think from day one, since he's been around the Villa first team, he's got kicked up and down for 90 minutes or however long he's been on the pitch and playing with the knock on Sunday and producing one of the best individual displays any of us have ever seen. I remember the Birmingham City home game where he scored and we won 4-2. He was actually like throwing up overnight. He was really yeah. ill overnight and in the morning and he dusted himself off and played a great game there as well. Just... Because he's flashing and, and the way he looks, I feel like people don't people overlook how tough he is and how strong he is. I mean, his physique as well is absolutely incredible. He, he's just got the lot, hasn't he? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think he's flash. I mean, I mean flash my way because he's because of his slick back hair. I, I just think he's stylish. Yeah. I, I think he's stylish more than flash. I think he's probably the most stylish footballer in terms of the way he just glides. He, he, he glides around that pitch like he's on ice skates. You know, like it's it's phenomenal and. Um, so you know, I just think he has a he has a certain swagger. You know, um, I, I've said it before. He, he just reminds you of, of of George Best. He just has that Georgie Best thing about him. And obviously, being a Belfast boy like like George Best, obviously, um, is for me. George Best is probably one of my footballing heroes. And and to see a player like Grealish 
have that similar swagger to George Best. Um, you know, it's a, it's an absolute joy to watch. So uh, I just think he's, he's he's hated because he's, as you say, probably at the minute the best attacking midfielder in the Premier League. And as I said on Sunday, I wouldn't swap him for any any player in world football at the minute. I would not swap Jack Grealish with any player in world football. And I think that speaks volume. And that's just that's not that's not a Villa fan being over the top and and you know having the claret and blue tinted glasses on. I think it's I think now it's it's fact that he he tore apart he absolutely tore apart that that Liverpool backline and you know that was a see, what people don't, don't realize that that was a full strength back four that they had out yeah there. they had you know essentially a 350-400 million pound back four on display and um, in in this modern day market and we absolutely tore them to shreds and as Jimmy Cagher said and as everyone's been saying it could have been ten or eleven. And that was a full. That was their full strength back four. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff I saw done to Van Dijk, I've not. I simply haven't seen that happen to him since he made that big seventy-five million pound move. You think about the way Jack just so nonchalantly knocked the ball through his through his legs for that Barkley chance. I thought Watkins gave him probably one of the hardest games I think he's had since since he's been at Liverpool. So, like you say, it's, that's a full strength Liverpool back line and. People talking about that high line, like they've they've just come out and, and done something new against Villa and it's gone wrong. No. They've been doing that high line for a long yeah. time, and they've only lost two games, I think, in in the end last season. So teams would have tried to suss that out and, and punish that back line the entirety of last season, probably the season before as well, because they had an incredible season then. But it's us, it, it's Villa that that's found the recipe and and that's absolutely destroyed them and and left them in pieces. And like you say, it, it could have been double double figures. And so. I've seen it pop up on the, uh, on the on the old chat and the, and the comments. People saying, is Dean Smith getting the credit he deserves? So we'll come back to that. But are Villa getting the credit they deserve for that performance? I mean, if you look back at the, the Liverpool media, um, Robertson gave a really, really honest interview. Van Dijk gave a really honest interview. And I think Klopp also. Yeah, they've been top class, to be fair. They've been, they've been really, really gracious in the feet. And it's funny, Jurgen Klopp's first, first trip to Villa Park was a 6-0 battering, which is probably one oh, of the lowest... God. The lowest ebbs um, we've been at, and who would have thought? Um, you know, five, four, five, five years on that after the six 0 defeat and the and the Lescott tweet and the the shambles that we were in, um, that would be beating them seven two. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. I, I mean, you talk about a transformation. You, you talk about a turnaround, and and I said this. I've said this before. You know. This time two years ago we were what fourteenth, fifteenth in the in the championship. Me, me and you went to Millwall that day. Oh, um, after saw that pop up on the memory. You know, it was bleak. Alan Hutton was having a dig at fans, and they were having a dig back, and it was just a horrendous day. And um, and and then you know we we get to the playoff. Sorry, we um we we go on a ten game winning run, and even before even before that season, you know we we almost go bankrupt. We um we 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 looked terrible under Bruce when the owners came in. You, you you know we got drubbed for four one at Sheffield's United, and um, it was pretty bleak. And then Dean Smith comes in, and all of a sudden, you know we we find some form and and the transformation going on that ten game winning run, getting to the playoff final, beating Derby, you know having our squad dismantled, having to then reassemble a brand new squad you know, which is tough enough in itself, then having to stay yeah. up after where we were at, you know, before lockdown, even where we were at after that um, Liverpool game, or the, it was at the United game at home. I, I mean, we were, we were 
we were done. We were dead and buried. And then we pull off one of the greatest escapes, probably Austin Fulham and maybe West Brom, you know, up there with the, with with, some, with with one of the greatest escapes that the Premier League's ever seen. And then we go uh, into the transfer market and we buy very, very smartly. And we start the season like an absolute house on fire. And we win our first three games. Yet Leeds are getting more praise for getting beat 4-3 and they're getting more praise yeah, for drawing against Man City one all. It doesn't. It just doesn't. I just don't understand. And you also brought up the point about Gabby being in the media and, and maybe people like uh, Mika Richards. Um, it's. Um, I thought Sunis's comments were 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 a joke. You know, I thought they were an absolute joke. And listen, I, I respect Sunis as a player and as a pundit on his day, he's very very good. But it was just a. It was just a disgrace. You know. Um, and um, a, a bit. That's the only thing that's annoyed me. It's actually annoyed yeah. me the the lack of the lack of um, respect that, that that we get shown. Um, and I, I said before, if you ask any proper football fan, you know, any true football fan, like, what you know, name a proper football club in this country, you know, they'd say Aston Villa. You know, Gary Neville loves going to Villa Park. Carragher loves Villa Park. You know, it's such an iconic stadium, um, and we're such an iconic team. And the lack of the lack of um, the lack of respect we get is just um, it's uncalled for. And um, but listen, the only people that can turn that round are us as as a football club. We carry on doing that, and then no one's got you, you, you know. There's no choice but to take us um, seriously. Yeah, I can tell you why Gary Neville likes Villa Park so much is because he used to win there every every time yeah, he played. But I do, I do, I do get, I do get the point that you're making. Just onto the respect for Dean Smith then, because like you say, Bielsa goes to Anfield and loses four three, and it's like he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. But we beat Liverpool seven two, and it, it's all about how bad Liverpool are and what Liverpool have yeah. done wrong, not about what Villa have done well. Now, a lot of stuff's been levelled at Dean Smith over the last twelve months. To be fair to him, people were saying at the start of the transfer window, oh, he's too nice. We can't attract the players. People were saying he was too nice when we were we were fighting down the bottom. But sometimes, you know, being a classy guy, you'll know this. He can get he can get you somewhere, and you know he, he's yeah. a nice guy. Of course, he is, but I'm sure he's got a little bit of a streak inside him as as well, where he'll where he'll have a go at people and dig people out. But just how pleased are you that him and his coaching staff, because they have all got a bit of class about them, that they're getting they they're getting Villa back where we want to be. They're all they're all a class act, and you know, like I said. We were lucky enough to have a beer with them, um, with Dean and, and the coaching staff, um, in his in his office after the Brighton game, and uh, absolute absolute gent. And um, you know, he's the kind of guy that you want you want at, at the helm of your of, of your football club. You know, um, yeah. I, there was something like what struck me the the, the last day of the season when he had his uh, the whole dinner the sky badge on, and um, remember his dad, and I was like, wow, like it doesn't, you know. You don't want anybody else at your club than than him. I just trust him. I just trust everything he does. And I was obviously critical um, towards the end of last season because I think everybody was. Because well, I think it's, results, it's fair to criticise. Well, results weren't going. Results weren't going our way, and it was just it was horrendous. It was pretty horrific, and, and we, we we looked dead and buried. But he's clearly got grit and determination because you you. You don't be, be a, a nice guy or a pushover and then all of a sudden turn the team around from where it was to where it is now. I mean that that takes that takes um that takes real real nice and real knowledge. And the reason why Bielsa is such a is, is so lauded by the press is because he obviously gets a recommendation from Pochettino and he and he gets a recommendation from from Pep. And then yeah. he just 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 jump all over that. Whereas Dean Smith's come through 
he's come through, he, you know, he's come through the grassroots, and he's, he's you know, he, he's earned the right to, to manage his boyhood club. And I also think, like looking back at the signings of of the summer, and I was so delighted when he came in was Craig Shakespeare. You know, and yeah, someone just asked about that. Yeah, people are going to reference the the style of play we had on Sunday was very Leicester esque. Um, you know, uh, of the year they won the title season, you know, kind of Albrighton or or Mares over the top of Vardy and um, boom, it's in the back of the net. Um, you know, they won the Premier League with probably was it with the least possession um, across across um, the season. So, you know, he he's clearly a very 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 good coach. And he brings the experience that we that we needed. Um, you know, again, we went into last season with a, with a rookie, with a rookie backroom staff as well. Um, Possibly yeah. John Terry played in, the, played in the Premier League, but it was, he had never he had never coached um, at that level, and neither had any other of the backroom team. So, I think last season the way we stayed up was probably the best thing that could have happened. This because you learn more from from losing, you, you learn more from your mistakes than you do when you win every week. Um, I tell you what, Liverpool will have learned a hell of a lot on Sunday after that defeat. They'll, they'll, yeah, have, learned, they'll have learned more about them that they never thought was was there. And um, and I have to say, they've been as a football club, they've been they've been very humble. And um, I think the media should, um, should 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 take note and listen to a few of those interviews by by the likes of Van Dijk and, and Andy Robertson. Yeah, yeah, they were they were top class to be fair to Liverpool, the, the coaching staff and the players, the, the way they came out. Just want to say about Shakespeare as well. Some people might look as bringing in some experience as a sign of weakness, but it's it's a sign of strength, admitting there's de- deficiencies there and rectifying it and bringing someone in with that experience. And he's coached at the highest level. He's coached when Leicester have, have won the league. He's been the England coach, albeit very briefly, because Sam Allardyce only lasted five minutes. But you know what I mean? The guy's, the guy's coached and, he, and he's managed. He's managing the Champions League. I know, no, he did, yeah. manage in, did he manage in the Champions League? He might have had one game he might have in the Champions League. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's been at a high level. Yeah, and, and also as well, him and Dean Smith are, are, are good friends off the pitch as well. You know, they've, they've, they've known each other for years. I think they were yeah. they at Walsall together, maybe. Maybe, I believe. I know they know, I know they know each other. They played, wow. I think they played together. Maybe did Dean Smith clean his boots or something. There was obviously a connection back in the day and they've obviously um, remained good friends. So for me, it's the perfect match. It's the perfect match. And, you know, he, he, he says he's, he's an Aston Villa fan as well. I know he's obviously been at yeah. Leicester and he's, he's, got, he's got an allegiance with, with other clubs now, but essentially grew up as an Aston Villa fan. So again, it, it ticks the box and you could certainly see you could, there was a ruthlessness to us. We actually enjoyed, we enjoyed, you know, putting seven goals past Liverpool. You know, we actually enjoyed it. Maybe we'd be over the years, we've been too nice, but we just yeah. did it with, um, with a real, it was just a real cutting edge and a real, a real style and a real swagger and, I have to say, I have to say, as you said around Barkley was just was just magnificent, and um, he he was the game changer for me. He was another level, and um, uh, it's frightening what him and Jack can, can do together um, over the next seven eight months. Um, I could see both of them, and, and Konza as well. I think Carragher mentioned in commentary what a big fan he is of of, of Ezio Konza. Yeah, he I did. called it a few weeks ago. He is honestly, I'm I'm getting worried. I'm getting worried now a little bit about Konza because. If he carries on like that, there'll be big, there'll be big, big, big clubs in for him. Um, nah, he can worry. go to the very, but he can, he can he can go to the very, very, very top. He can be, he can go to the very top. And um, what what a player! I mean, what a player he's been. And um, I think moving moving from right back into centre back uh, uh, last year, in the season was for me the defining moment. 
that's where it all clicked for me. Yeah, I'm, I mean, to be fair, the way things have been going, you never know. We might end up tying him up to a to, to a big time deal like we have done with with Mings and Grealish. That, that's exactly. how we're operating at the moment. Isn't it? And, yeah, yeah, that's how we're operating at the moment, and it's it's a joy to see. We're going to move on to the transfer window now, and in particular, the additions that we've made. You can also make some additions to your wardrobe. You'll see our code at the top of the screen. Get twenty five percent off almost everything at luke1977.com. All you got to do is use the code TVV25. Now, usually we're offering a 20% code on the Villa View, but we've been given a special 25% code for 24 hours only. So after the show, obviously concentrate on the show. You don't want to be jumping on the Luke website just yet. So after the show, go on the Luke website and you can get yourself some goodies, get yourself 25% off. They've got some lovely stuff on there. So yeah, go and check them out. It's always good. Still great for us to have an association with Luke Roper. Still my favourite kit. So, yeah, get yourself on the website after the show and take a look. Dolan, transfer window. Now, I've got a title here and a question here to, to ask you. Did Aston Villa win the transfer window? Um, I mean, on on form, yes. Um, on spending ability and power, no, because Chelsea obviously blew everyone out of the water in terms of big name signings and and, uh, and spend. But if you look at how everything's jailed and how everything's worked and how everything's slotted in, absolutely. And um, I think last season was very much, staying up was very much a, sl- a sliding doors moment for us. And, yeah. um, you know, I always said consolidate our, our status last season uh, and kick on, kick on from there. And I just think everything's just been, it's been, you know, it took a while. It took a while to, to, to get them in, but look at it how, Looking at how uh, the other clubs have, have operated, you know we were um, we we were all over it, and um, yeah, I think uh, you know from from Shakespeare to to Grealish to Mings, um, you know Watkins looks incredible. Um, Martinez for me is the signing of the of the entire window, in my opinion. Um, he yeah, he's just, he's, yeah, incredible, incredible, and uh, yeah, I mean a bit like you. I still, I still think we could do with another striker. I still think we could do with one more striker in the building. Still could happen though. Obviously, we could still get yeah. people from from the AFL. So it's not over. It's not over yet. You know, maybe Josh King could come in, but I still, I still think we're just one striker down. I mean, I know Troy can play up top as a as a number nine, but for me, I, I want another striker in there on the bench that can that can come on with with half an hour to go and and you know. Buying a few in because obviously as much as as we love Keenan Davis and his, his work rates phenomenally, he, he doesn't score he doesn't score your goals, and no. um, we need to, we need somebody to even for Watkins even to challenge Watkins you need somebody to challenge Watkins and I don't you know you, you almost don't want to see Watkins be too become too comfortable you know you need a little bit of um, competition phrases especially up top. But apart from that, no, it's been phenomenal. Um, Everton have also been amazing. They've they've done a they've yeah. they've, they've had a brilliant window. Um, I know that last season they bought some some big some some top players. I thought they'd have a great season last season, but this time they've really really bought some quality. And um, a bit like us, they've strengthened in the key areas. Um, James Rodriguez, Decore, Allen. Um, I still I still think it's big question marks about the goalkeeper. Um, oh, big but, top. They did sign a keeper. They did sign a keeper. Yeah, on, yeah, on loan. But again, is he? I, I don't know. If, is he going to be? Is he going to be pushing pushing Pickford? I'm not sure. I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah. Also, and then I think I'd say I think he's even get 
Dominic Calvert-Lewin for me is is like a new signing for them. You know, I don't know what's happened to him. I think he was saying he's been he's been showing clips of uh, Inzaghi back in the day, and you know it's a, it's all about one touch one touch um, finishes. But he he looks he looks incredible. So um, I think Everton will be up there. I can see Everton doing yeah. Leicester and maybe getting top four like last season. Um, I think they'll be a real force. And um, yeah, so I think ourselves. Everton and Chelsea have been the three clubs that have really, really made the mark. Um, but for me, I'm, yeah, I'm over the moon. Absolutely delighted. I'm going to question you here because I made my own top three of who I thought would win the window and I had us top and then in no particular order. Spurs and Everton are the only two that I can put near us. Now, the reason I'm not putting Chelsea in is because they've spent a fortune, which is fine. That's their right to do. They've bought in some very, very good players. But I actually don't think... It's going to improve their position. I don't think their signing suddenly takes them into being title contenders. I think Spurs' business maybe moves them up two or three places from last season. I think Everton's catapults them to being top four challengers. And I think ours moves us from 17 to being potentially in the top half. So that's how I'm judging it. I don't think that Chelsea's mm. business is going to suddenly make them be the new Liverpool. They finished fourth, I think it was, in the end last season. I could see them quite easily finishing fourth again or, or third. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? So I actually yeah. think we've won the window because I think the level of improvement will be bigger for us than it will be for anyone else. I've got to say, Dan, that's probably the most sensible thing you've you've ever said. I I, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. It's a great way to to look at it in terms of progression, yeah. in terms of, of of what the players will, what impact they'll have on your club. Um, yeah, it's a great shout. Um, I did Thank say, you. I did say. I, you're welcome. It isn't often we agree, but you know, um, I did say uh, top twelve would be would be a would be a realistic um, addition for uh, aim for us this season. And I, listen, if somebody said do you want to take twelve now, I'd, I'd still take it because I think with us it'll be a gradual thing. I think we'll just we'll gradually get better and better and better and better. You know, we're not going to do what Man City did or Chelsea did and bring in you know 60-70 million pound players on 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 extravagant wages. That's not how. You, how Perslow wants to operate. Um, so I think no. it'll be a it'll be a progression. It'll be a progression thing. And I've just seen a question there from from Monday Eleven kits. You know, where do we think we'll finish in the next two to four years? If we carry on like this, we'll be a top. We'll be back to being a top six club, easily being back to being a top six club. Um, and then, you know, it's all about just you know trying to walk before you can run, and um, and doing it in stages. And I think that's, yes, that's the right. way we're going to do it. Unless, um, listen, listen, you know. Sunday was a miracle. It was a freak. This season looks like it's going to be a pretty mad. It looks like it's going to be it's going to be over the shop. So you never know. So it's, this season could be the season where we all of a sudden go from seventeenth to sixth. But I think in a realistic world, I think we'll um, in the next two to four years, I think we'll, we'll be a, a comfortable a comfortable top six club, without a doubt. Yeah, it's a big statement, and we'd certainly all take it because when we were kids. When you chose to support Villa, we we were top yeah. six club. We were we were consistently finishing around those positions. I think we finished fourth under Brian Little in his first full season. You know, so we were a big team and, and we were up there in the Premier League. It's just gone down a bit, went back up briefly, and then absolutely capitulated. So hopefully now we're on the right trajectory again. We, we, we're going to uh, we're going to find ourselves up, up the table again. I think I think with these owners, to be honest, I think the sky's the absolute limit. I think we're so so lucky to have those two owning our football club I think it's just an incredible turnaround isn't it yeah they're amazing and you know they're kind of like the side of the assassins you don't hear an awful lot from them but um but they've been 
they'd be unbelievable. And there's something about them. They don't seem like a flash in the pan. They don't seem, you know, because yes, they've spent money, but they haven't, they haven't been crass. They haven't just thrown money at it and, 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 and went right. You're, we want top four, you know, they've been very, they've been very calculated. They've obviously had a plan. They've obviously sat down and, and worked on a plan. And, um, and, you know, I think most owners like them would, would have probably got rid of Smith after that Watford defeat in December. You Possibly, know, I think, yeah. uh, so for, for him, for, for them to keep him and, and, and build and, 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 and have that stability, look, look where we are now, you know, and uh, it's all, all credit to them and, and all credit to Christian Perslow because um, he's going up in my estimation now. You know, I was I had, I had a few yeah. uh, unsure about him um, so in certain moments. And um, listen, they've been phenomenal. And um, I would, like I said before, I'd love to hear from them. I'd love to, I'd love, to, I'd love them to sit down and just speak to 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 the Villa um, media team, just because I'm just fascinated about what they have to say and what their plans are and, and where they want to take the club. But um, if it carries on like this, then then it's fine. They can they, they can do what they want. But yeah, they've been they've been unbelievable. And um, uh, you know, like I said, this time three years ago, it was it was potentially no more for our football club. And um, yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. We spoke about the depth of the of the forwards. Are you a bit worried about depth anywhere else? Is there anywhere else that concerns you? Maybe, maybe centre back, full back. Is that is there anywhere any other areas that you think might cause us problems as the season goes on? No, I think centre back's okay. I, I really like Angles. I think yeah, me too. I think he's a quality. I thought he was very, very good with Mings at the start of last season. I thought they were looking really, really solid. Um, obviously, the Spurs game seems to really to really sort of knock his confidence. But um, and he, he's obviously had a few injuries. But no, I think Angles is a is a is a very, very solid centre back. I think left back to me. I, st- I still think we need we need better. We need more quality at left back. And saying that, Target was phenomenal on on, on Sunday. He didn't put a foot wrong, but. I just think Neil Taylor and Matt Target. I think we could maybe up our game a little bit with 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 our with our options at that left back. Um, I think sent across the across the middle. I think we're we're absolutely fine. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I think um, another striker and possibly another winger. And um, and I think you know there's there's no more. There's, I think I think we'll, we'll be absolutely spot on. But as somebody said, I, th- I think I read somewhere in the comments or somewhere that. Essentially, there's only like 11 games until the next window. Yeah, it's not much, is it? So, you know, we're already three in. If we carry on playing like this and we get to the next window and we need we need another striker, then then that's fine. But um, I think why we were so desperate last season was because we, we were doing so badly and we were crying we were crying out for a striker. But I don't think we're going to be in this position come January. I don't, I don't think we're going to be crying out for a for a a, a Boron Baston sort of last minute last minute um deadline day purchase. I think we're gonna be okay. Um so if we can get listen, we, we may still go go for someone like Joshua King. We may look at other options in the championship. There's still probably four or five quality players that are there. I can't believe I cannot believe Ben Ram has not got a move. Can't believe that. I'm stunned. He may he will he will for Brentford. Yeah, I mean he should be because he, he's again he's he's top quality. People like Campwell, Buendia, King um, there's a lot of good players down there still that I feel could be playing in, in the Premier League. So, um, Troy Dana. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Troy Dana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Sar. He's he's Watford. Another really really yeah. good player. So, 
Um, but I think that's a, the eleventh. It's the eleventh of October is the deadline. The deadline day for um, domestic transfers. So I'm, still I'm lost with it to be honest. I think it's the eleventh, and then I believe the squad numbers have to be submitted by like, or the squad has to be submitted by the sixteenth. I thought I read that. Yeah, um, you're right. I think you are right. Um, so there's still there's still a there's still a couple of days to go. So we we shall see. We shall see. But then you know Welbeck and Sturridge. Would you, would you, would you take Welbeck on a on a pay play? Would you, would you take him in on on one year deal? I'd say I'd take the Danny Welbeck on one year deal. I feel like it's not the way we're we're going to operate. I feel like it's not the kind of thing we would it's do. And then. Right. You already you're getting someone in essentially to be back up in case you get injuries. Who's always injured themselves? So to me, that's, yeah, I don't feel true. like that's some. I don't feel like that's something we'll do. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. I, I know there was interest in Sturridge 12, 13 months ago, fourteen months ago. So he's been without a club for for a while now. I'm, I'm surprised no one's moved from him. But teams get desperate. They'll be waiting to the last minute themselves, thinking they can get themselves better pay and and, mm. and things like that. So we shall see what happens because, as you say, there's still time to get business done. Now, just pull your mug up on the screen. Dolan, cue everyone making jokes about mugs being on the screen the whole way through. But we are, oh, blurred backgrounds, hinder in mind. But, yeah, oh. we've got our mugs on sale at the moment. There's the Super Jack Grealish ones and the Gabby, 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 our Bon Lahore mugs. If you go to the villaview.tv and go into our store, you can see how to get yourself a Villa View mug. They're going quite well at the moment, although I will say the Jack ones are completely outselling the others tenfold. Popular lad, that Jack Grealish. I think I think he's got a chance he's going to make it, Chris. To be fair, I kind of wanted a Jack a Jacko mug, but um, uh, I got a Gabby one instead. Okay. Although, fair enough. Do we, are we doing are we doing pomograph mugs as well? Well, I wasn't involved in the decision making process. If I had, there'd have been a couple diff- a couple of different ones. I'm who it was who was, who was making the decisions, but there'd have definitely been a Marlon Harewood one, and there'd have certainly been a Neil <laughs> Taylor one as well. If I if I was in charge of doing them, so it's probably a good job I wasn't in charge. But there should definitely be a Tails one. And definitely be a Paul McGrath one as well. It's worth saying we are in negotiations with Ian Taylor at the moment about getting him on one of these loot live lounges that he should be on soon, which is always a good laugh. And I always enjoy talking to him. Just to finish, Chris, I want to talk a little bit about social media. I don't want to dwell on it too long because I feel like it's been a really positive show, but it is a, a negative subject that, that does need covering. And where Al Ghazi just last week had to take himself off all social media because of the abuse he was receiving from, from Villa fans, which quite frankly, Completely unacceptable. People have really short memories without that guy. We aren't in the Premier League. You shouldn't be abusing your own players anyway, and you shouldn't really be abusing anyone. So just wanted to know your thoughts on that. I would love to go or even sit down with people that think it's okay to abuse um, human beings, so to speak. Um, I'd love to go to their workplace and see how well they're doing and speak to their line manager and ask, and ask their manager what kind of job he or she are doing because I guarantee you if their manager in work give them the same level of abuse that they think it's okay to give footballers online they'd walk out they'd, they'd walk out you know it's unacceptable I cannot I just do not understand why people think it's okay to go on social media and abuse other people let alone you know footballers or uh, celebrities or even strangers, even people that they've never met before, you know. And I think it's I think it's disgraceful. It's everything wrong, not just with football fans, but in general with social media. I think social media can be a really, really 
dark place to be. I think it could be a really unhealthy place to be. And, um, you know, Instagram and Twitter, uh, I find sometimes are just really not a nice place to be. And yeah. um, I think I think it's it's an absolute disgrace and it's out of order. And um, uh, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about it because when you have these public forums, people think it's okay to go on and, and, and abuse abuse others. And um, and you know, I think it's more than just about Al Ghazi. It's I think it's a big it's a bigger conversation that we should that, that we should be having about it um, because I think on on every on any level, um, online bullying is, um, is 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 disgusting, and it has to stop. Um, I'll never understand it. I'll never ever understand people, even at, even at football matches, even at at the ground, you know, calling fellow human beings, you know, I see you next Tuesday, or you know, abusing their family, abusing their, you know, you, you see the Eric the Eric Dyer incident last uh, last yeah. season, you know, absolutely pathetic. It's pathetic, and. Um, it really, you know, not to make us about about us, but you know, we we've had our fair our fair share of, of abuse over the years. And, I've had some know, wild, wild things happen. You <laughs> Absolutely know, wild. Had, I mean, you've had a you've had it worse than 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 myself and, and Tom and and, and uh, Rollo had it, but you know, we've all had our fair share of, of, of things, and people get personal, and people have slagged off our wives. What's that? What's that got to do with anything? No. You know, it's 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 a disgrace, and um, I, you know I think now players are used to it. Sadly, very sadly, they're used to it. And um, if I was a footballer, I wouldn't go anywhere near social media. I wouldn't go anywhere near no. it. And um, it is. Uh, I saw some of the comments that Liverpool fans were making towards Adrian uh, on Sunday. Uh, it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. And um, El Ghazi, yeah, he didn't have a great game on on, on Friday on uh, last uh, Thursday, Thursday was it? Yeah, last Thursday. But no player in the Villa shirt had a good game. And as you said, you know, people have very very short memories. You know, yeah. he essentially put his religion and his faith on hold for our football nah. club. It's mad, mad. You Absolutely know? mad. And you know, I don't care what anybody says. Um, it's a disgrace, and it has to stop. And um, I just block people now. I, I I don't even bother arguing with them. I mean, I always I always say if you fight with pigs, you get covered in shit. You know, I don't swear, but you know, I, I just blo- I just block them. I just, I just block them. You know, and um, and it's it didn't Curtis Jones didn't Curtis Jones have it as well? I think it was Curtis Jones. William Nico Williams had something. The young fullback. Nico Williams. It was Nico yeah. Williams had to come off. Had to come off Twitter. What an eighteen-year-old kid making his way into the game and getting getting abused. Uh, it's horrendous, you know. But people people love to. Pe- the reason I would never do it is because you never know what's going through what's going on in people's personal lives. No. You know, I I used to get dog abuse from a haircut all the time, and, and you you've no idea what what's going on in in people's personal lives, and you know everyone has stuff to deal with. Everyone has their own struggles, and you know you don't need some some little you know, mop it on social media, give it the big one. It, it doesn't help anyone and it's not funny and it's not banter. That, that word banter is nah. not banter, you know. I'm not laughing at it. El Ghazi's not laughing at it. Nah. Adrian's not laughing at it. 
you know, it's not banter. It never has been and, and it never will be. So it's got to stop. And if I see it on the, AV, on the AVFC uh, hashtag or on Twitter, I just block them. I just block them. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great people on, on social media and we've met a lot of great people on social media. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's given us some great, some great platforms. But um, when, you see, when you see fans abusing their own players because um, they've had a bad game, I'm sorry, but I'd love to go and see, you know, as I said before, how, how many of the guys have had a bad day at work? You know, many, yeah. many. You know, and unfortunately, these footballers. Well, fortunately, these footballers they get paid very well. Yes, they do, but they're allowed to have a bad day. They're either they're they're allowed to have a bad game, but it doesn't for me again. Money doesn't even matter. Uh, you know, I, I don't even know why I said that. Money. It, it doesn't matter how much they get paid. They're they're entitled to have a bad game. And people have off days. People have have good days. We don't know what's what's going on in El, El Ghazi's personal life. But what, all I'm saying is, I will never understand why people feel the need to abuse not only footballers but just abuse abuse human beings full stop yeah that's i mean all, i can uh, I'm say i can 100% say that el ghazi would have been given his absolute best on on thursday i got to say i actually thought he was one of the one of the few that you could see was genuinely making an effort and trying to make stuff happen but i can also guarantee i can't guarantee every footballer but most footballers will go through their social media and they will read that stuff. And like you say, money's completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter that they're human beings. Just just like there's so much to be, so much bad in the world, so much evil in the world. Just I don't know why people feel the need to add to it. And 95% of the time, it is a faceless little joke, jokey idiot account that, that would never, ever say anything to your face. I've had people say stuff to me on, on Twitter. And to be honest, it's water off a duck's back. I, I personally I deal with it quite well. But... Not everyone's like that. And I know for a fact that people would never, ever... Oh, it's never happened. No one's ever come up to me and given me abuse mm. uh, again, the, the, the kind of abuse that I've had on Twitter. So it's cowards. It's people that aren't going to do anything in person. Little keyboard warriors, and quite frankly, they all need to get a life. So that's a happy way to, to end what has been a, no, a really a, happy a, show. It's a, but, but it's an important needed stuff talking about. to be addressed, you know? Yeah. You needed talking about. And yeah. Hopefully this this prize won't go to an absolute faceless account. But we are running, we've been running the discount code, obviously, that you can see at the top of the screen. But we've also got a special prize that will be going up on Instagram shortly after this show. All you need to be doing is following the Villa View, following Luke Roper, comment on our Instagram post when it's there with your man of the match from the game on Sunday against Liverpool. And then we'll pick one of those lucky people and they'll win a £200 Luke 1977 gift card. So thanks ever so much to the Luke team for giving that to us, giving the sponsoring the show, giving us the 25% code. As I say, we're absolutely delighted to be associated with, with such a classy brand and we really, really appreciate their support. Dolan, it's been brilliant to speak to you. I've really enjoyed that. It was a, it was a lot easier to talk about the Liverpool game, not having come come straight on and having all the reactionary stuff. That that was a lot easier. So it's really good to speak to you. Really good to have Nathan Dorr on briefly as well. Pray for Nathan, because quite frankly, anything could be going on with him <laughs> at, the, at the moment as well. I'll ch check in with him in a bit. We'll be back with the Loot Live Lounge next week. I think it's going to be Thursday. Obviously, we're going to try and tie it around Wednesday, actually, I think we said, because we're going to... No, did we say Tuesday? I can't remember when we said. We'll be on social media telling you when the next Loot Thursday, Live Lounge is. Thursday, was it? I was right the first time. And then there will be a post-match point after the Leicester game as well. So stick with the channel. Stick with the Villa. Up the Villa.
Sports Social Podcast Network.